Hey everybody, welcome to the Advance Your Belly Dance podcast, a weekly podcast all about the business of belly dance. Hey everybody, it's your host Jana, and welcome to this week's episode of the Advance Your Belly Dance podcast. I'm really excited to have Dorte Evelyn, founder of the Ishtar Dance Academy in the UK with us this week, talking about community and belly dance. So hi, introduce yourself real quick for people that don't know you. Hi Jana. Um, so first of all, thank you for having me on your blog. Uh, we've known each other for quite a while, so I'm, I'm glad I finally get to speak to you on here as well. Uh, so I'm originally from Denmark. I've been living in the UK for the past uh, 15 years or so. Uh, I come from uh, a ballroom, Latin and jazz dance background. And I kind of uh, discovered my love of belly dancing after touring the Middle East uh, with a dance company. And uh, yeah, the rest is history. I, I took my passion back to Denmark. Uh, started up the dance organization there and then decided to uh, move to the UK, specifically London at the time. And that's where I've been based more or less since. And for those of you that have been following my uh, Facebook page, a lot of the links that I've been sharing are from the Shard Dance Academy's blog. So you probably are familiar with Dorte's work. <laughs> you just don't realize that this is the person writing it. <laughs> so I'm really happy to have you on the podcast. Ah, thank you. So you want to tell us a bit more about community and belly dance and why dancers need a community and all the things that come with it. And yeah, I'd love to hear your your viewpoint on this because we were both in London and I think um, some of the other guests that I've had that were also from there have been there. Community was a big uh, talking point mm. because at the time that I know I was there, it was kind of spread out a bit. And um, yeah, so I'd love to, to for you to go more into why dancers need a community and network and all the other points. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, when we talk about community, there's many different ways of understanding community. When I mention community, I don't mean as in a cliquey kind of way that you're a closed-up group that don't allow anyone else in. I mean it as having a support network that uh, can help you, someone that you can talk to about your business, your marketing, your maybe equipment concerns and so on, because uh, the chances are that other dancers out there have already done, you know, a lot of research. They might already have been there or experienced something similar. Uh, so being able to learn from one another is is really useful, but also you can support one another and help each other to find better solutions and become better at what you both do, as well as, as inspire one another on, on many different levels. Um, but... Also, at the same time, being a teacher and performer can can be in a you can find yourself in a place where you don't feel that you have got that network because it's very very competitive. Um, but at the end of the day, I like to think that um, all us dancers we're in it because we, we're passionate about the dance that we do, and we want to display it in the best possible way. 
So building knowledge and networking is therefore a very, very important part of it. And how did you find your specific community? How did you go about networking, especially when you moved to, to London? It's starting all over again. I know I've had to do the same. Yeah, I mean, because I, I came, uh, I, I used to live in, in Denmark's second largest city, Aarhus. And when, when I first started in belly dancing, there wasn't anything there, anything organized, any any community, really. So I helped start off um, a, a professional organization for belly dancers there, which uh, was really about... Um, inspiring but also uniting the dancers because I believe there's great power in numbers um but yeah when you say I then moved to the UK I, I found that I had to do a lot of research to find out what bodies there were here and there wasn't the same equivalent but um I had a look and I found that there were lots of different schools so in in London especially I think people talk more about the schools of dance which is great because a lot of these schools provide networks as well um, that's how I came across Jawad, which is the Josephine Wise Academy of Arabic Dance. And um, I, I decided to kind of go and do uh, an official teacher training with them. Um, and uh, fast forward 10 years, I'm, I'm a master teacher and a tutor um, on their courses myself. Uh, and what I like about them, um, and I'm not saying these are the only people that do it because the other schools might also. But what I like is that there is a network as well. So it's not just that you come in, you know, you do a course and then you're out the door again, but that there's a framework set up to help support you. Um, and uh, that can be anything from online forums for uh, for teachers or people who've done the courses to real life events as well where you can go along and you can knowledge share and you can you can basically keep learning uh, with the people that you've already kind of encountered before and do you want to talk about a bit about the difference between uh, like offline communities and online communities and because now everything is online especially like I mentioned just sharing your blog post and being able to to read from people from all over the world how yeah. has that changed for you in the last let's say five to ten years with your business and how have you been able to find your tribe basically online and has that been any different in real life so I think the the internet is is such a huge help you know in so many many different ways um I, I can't can't believe what I did before <laughs> But, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's really great to have the opportunity to connect with people online as well. Uh, it transcends time and space. And, um, you know, you can, you can speak to, to, to people in the U.S. who might be in the completely the same situation as you. Uh, and then the next minute you might be on the line with someone in Shanghai. Um, now, I, I always say that if, if people haven't got um, maybe dancers that they can speak to locally, then, then the internet offers a really great alternative. And I say alternative because I do still think that online can't fully replace a real-life community. Um, seeing people face-to-face -face and experiencing their true personality um, that enables people to connect on a much more genuine level, whereas online some people, you know, they can hide behind their screens and their glossy photos and it's harder to make a real connection. But it's not impossible. So uh, I think um, often that you, you probably 
is easier for you to find the trust in in the people that you meet offline and then you can reconnect with them online uh, or you can go in and you can maybe have some genuine one-to-one um, interaction online via Skype or another online word uh, online learning tool uh, and that way where you can you can kind of get to know one another uh, and and also use that you know just for for normal knowledge sharing it doesn't just need to be for for one-to-ones and learning uh, and there's obviously um, lots of other forums as well that have been set up so I mentioned Jawad earlier we've got several Facebook groups for those who attend the courses um, and uh, Facebook so there's obviously lots of other interest groups as well uh, I find a lot of them often become mainly about events and costumes, uh, but there are regional ones as well that've got more of a community intention, if you like. Um, I couldn't personally find any that really focused on the business, artistic, and dance development. Although I know you've got one, Jana, uh, but um, I, I wanted to uh, to to give people the opportunity to be in a safe environment as well, where they could ask all these questions. And um, that's why I set up the Belly Dance Mastermind Network, which is all about dancers contributing to a joint conversation about we can, how we can get better at what we do uh, without having too many plugs for general workshops and so on. Um, but I guess the key to, to any of these groups is that it's all about giving back to the community. So it's not just about taking out. So you can sign up to as many online groups and forums that you want. But if you don't actually engage with them and add into the conversation, um, you, you can't expect to um, help them uh, develop you as a dancer you have to feed back into them again yeah it's a good point about the engagement because sometimes people I think people get nervous about or at least online communities they get nervous about posting um maybe the wrong thing or they're not sure mm. but it's just um people will remember you if you keep being able to engage and post and answer questions or ask questions even and Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I've heard, I, I did a workshop recently, which was was all about the, you know, um, marketing and, and communities and so on. And uh, a lot of people mentioned that they were now afraid of engaging on Facebook because they'd seen so much, I don't know if you can use the word trolling, but a lot of people, you know, being being bitchy about their comments. And I, I think that is such a shame. Um, and whoever's in charge of that forum or wherever these comments are made, you know, they need to do a better job of, of, of monitoring them um, because how, how can we expect to, to kind of um, help each other to, to grow and connect and become better at what we do if people don't dare to open their mouth and, and, and ask questions. And, I mean, I, I used to be a teacher myself as well, uh, an adult teacher, adult education teacher uh, and um, often I think the older we get the more worried we get about asking those questions but asking questions is essential because you know how can we otherwise um, keep learning and pushing ourselves forwards yeah and that's a shame that people are worried about trolls and stuff I mean yeah I, I moderate the advanced ability on Facebook group and I know I only let in people that I 
I have to like, they have to answer a couple of questions and that way I can see that they're number one, a real account <laughs> mm. and number two, not trying to spam uh, the group with their events. And I have no problem with people mentioning if there is an event that they're promoting, but that wasn't the main point of the group. And I just don't want it to be something where it's like constantly promoting your, your event or something like that. And I want it to be a place where people can ask questions and, get their answers. But I've noticed a lot of people are more reluctant to ask questions when they know that their name is going to be attached to it. I think they worry about it being stupid, (laughs) which is a shame as well. So I think what I'm going to do um, in a few episodes coming up, I think I'm going to do like an anonymous Q&A where people can just submit questions they have and I'll just answer them on the podcast. And if they want to be mentioned by name or city, that's fine. They can do that. If not, they can do it anonymously. Mm. Because I also... I mean, as someone that is trying to lead an online community of sorts, um, I also want to be able to have people be comfortable asking, you know, that they're not just there just to see me share these posts and that's it. Like, I want people to ask their questions. Exactly. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, it's that thing of, you know, you can, you can do a great job of monitoring and moderating your, your group, but you also need people to feed into it because otherwise, you know, it, you're just, giving um, um, and and the people taking away in order for it to be a really useful community is two ways uh, and I think it's 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 great like you say you know anonymous Q&As um, because unfortunately in this day and age there there is still some concerns I guess with uh, with putting their names to questions unfortunately yeah sadly but let's see how the the anonymous Q&A goes maybe that will be the next thing and We'll see. So, <laughs> and what kind of tips do you have for people with connecting between the two different types of communities offline and online? Cause you have to approach them differently. Um, yeah. I mean, um, it's, it's really difficult because it depends on your personality as well, doesn't it? Uh, I, I think, you know, if, if you're going um, offline, it's, you know, it's often you see the same faces, you know, it's striking up conversations, it's trying to make connections with, with people that you see. And, you know, it doesn't need to be anything glamorous and formalized. I mean, I, I, th- I started when I first moved to London and I didn't really know a soul. I, I attended a lot of workshops and I got to, to see a lot of people. And um, you know how you sometimes, you know, you, you, you see people across the room and you go like, you know, I, I kind of connect to that person, you know. So I'd go up and try not to be too stalkerish, you know, and strike a conversation. And we went for coffee afterwards. And some of those people, you know, 15 years on, I'm I'm still – uh, chatting to and using, you know, uh, to bounce ideas off, um, even though they might have gone completely different uh, places with, with their dance and their artistic development. Um, and online, well, it's all about really doing your research and, I guess, word of mouth as well. I I really believe in that um, people will, will share the good news. So if you keep delivering good things, people will will spread the news on your behalf. Um, so a, a lot of the stuff that where, where I kind of go into now is because I hear it from other people. And they mention communities and so on. Um, and uh, also, I mean, you, you do great things here on, on your blog as well or your podcast uh, where you mentioned um different organizations and places where people can find inspiration. And I think that's really, really vital. Yeah, I'm, I've always been someone that's 
I I have no problem sharing like what's helped me or what I find cool. Like it doesn't take anything away from me or my business to mention somebody else's. And I think that's kind of a worry some people I see have when they are trying to network and engage. I think there's this there's a fine line between like wanting to promote yourself and then at the same time being worried about giving too much away for free. But mm. for me, I, I, I do what I've always been interested in other dancers doing, which is when they share like what they're doing. Like I wish more people did that. So that's kind of how I try to be. And I have no problem having guests on my podcast or if someone writes to me and say they have a topic they want to talk about. Like it's, Anyone that wants to be on this podcast, by the way, can just email me. <laughs> like, if you have a topic, um, like, I'm always down for, for people that want to be interviewed. So, yeah, I, it doesn't, I, I think it would help, especially in the audience community, if more people were kind of more transparent and just had more of that, like, okay, this person does this really cool thing and I have no problem mm. giving them a shout out. I think it's also sometimes that, yeah, like you say, people get very protective, don't you, of their knowledge and so on. But um, that doesn't really serve you or, or, you know, your students or your community, so to speak. So uh, being open and, and, and sharing that, you know, it's, it's going to benefit you and, and, and the people around you in the long run as well. And uh, actually, I, f- I feel quite guilty now because I know you've, you've done a lot of work with, is it the Belly Dance Business Academy? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and, and that's another example. Uh, I, I don't personally know it, but I, I get the vibe that it's a place also for, for knowledge sharing and for uh, development and so on. Um, so it's worth mentioning if we're talking uh, online communities that, that that exists. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's a really great just online space for it has free classes and paid classes that are just as good and yeah it's just has everything in between about anything that you've ever wanted to know about running a belly dance business and it's a really great uh, resource and community online for sure mm. and mentioning like what other dancers are good at and and I know in your notes you mentioned that like eventually you would want to free up your own time for more dancing or for more of your business in the way of kind of outsourcing and helping other dancers, um, kind of releasing yourself from things that you don't maybe want to do, but other dancers are willing to do. So what kind of uh, outsourcing do you do or recommend other people to do once you get into this kind of community? Well, it's, it's for me, it's, it's all about, um, Surrounding yourself by surrounding yourself with the right people um, that can help you get better at what you do. So uh, you mentioned before, you know, you can re- recommend other teachers. You know, uh, someone asked me, you know, not too long ago, do you want to do something tribal? And I'm going like, I love tribal, but I'm really rubbish at teaching it, and I don't really perform it. So you know, go and do something like like this, you know, with this teacher instead. So it's it's finding out what your own uh, strengths are and getting out of that mindset that I think a lot of belly dancers have that they need to be able to basically do everything. Um, so for for me, it's it's about um, building up a belly dance network, if you like that 
that can help me become better at what I do, uh, also inspire me, and that can help me sane, you know, when you've got trouble and you just need to kind of bounce some ideas of people saying, have you ever been there in a similar situation? But then there's also uh, my, my non-dance-related networks, uh, which are all about outsourcing, if you like, um, because I've, I've realized I've, I've been in this business long enough now that, you know, I yes, I, I can build a website from scratch and I can build a costume from scratch, but I just haven't got enough time in the day to do everything. So uh, I would much rather focus on the bits that I really enjoy and that I know I'm really good at, and then I'll, I'll outsource to other experts. Uh, so basically, I, I've got a little team around me of, of people um, that are really good at um, at certain things and that can help me out when, when I really need to. Uh, and um, personally, again, this this really depends on the individuals. And, you know, if, if you like bookkeeping, then, you know, you should do your own books and all of that. That's great. If you don't like bookkeeping, well, then instead of uh, spending an awful lot of time on, on doing your own accounts and so on, you might be better off actually outsourcing that bit uh, if it's financially viable. Um, so, but it's it's all about um, finding people that can help you uh, concentrate on, on what you're really good at. And in, in my case, well, I've got a, a boy now, he's two and a half, uh, so I've got uh, both a childminder and a babysitter because uh, I, I do a lot of stuff at the weekends and um, maybe also evenings. So I've got a really flexible babysitter that can sometimes come with me as well if need be at the weekend. Uh, I've got a really great osteopath and physiotherapist, you know, knock on wood, I don't need them that often, but they are people um, that I know quite quite well and that can take me also at short time notice, maybe at the weekend and so on. I have decided to have a seamstress as well. I came across this really lovely lady, again, on a networking community site. She used to do uh, theatre costumes. So she absolutely loves having to do costume work for me. And again, it's not because I can't sew, but it's just the time. Um, and uh, I've also got uh, an accountant that, you know, I can, I, I do some of the, the donkey work myself and then I send it off because it stresses me out way too much to have to like finalize it. Uh, and uh, I also uh, got a web developer that I've got on standby for things that I still do the day to day business. Um, but uh, he's basically there to for me to bounce ideas off and, and help, you know, ensure that my website stays safe and so on. Um, I, I got my website got hacked a couple of years back. And that's when I decided that the pure stress of that was not worth it, I would outsource that bit. Um, so there's there's many different um, specialists that you can surround yourself with that can free up really, really essential time for you. And I think especially becoming a mum myself, realising that, there, you know, you think you have a lot of time and then you have a child and you realise you, you've literally only got very little time left. It's really making the most of that. So it's all about finding the right people that can help you with it. That's one of the things I'm still trying to learn personally, being able to outsource some things because I'm someone that is really curious about a lot of different fields 
and, and jobs and things, and I don't mind learning to do it myself. But then I get kind of sucked sucked into this like time warp <laughs> and I just end up spending more time trying to learn this thing where I could just have somebody else do it for me but yeah I think that's just you have to balance it because like you say if you really enjoy learning it you know it's great you can do that but if it starts taking your focus away from what you really well I say should uh you know or what you really would like to be doing then uh, there's definitely, you know, something to be looking at. And I, I think it is a mindset thing, especially, and I'm generalizing terribly now, especially women, you know, we can kind of go like, oh, no, I, I can work that out. I'm not going to waste any money. I'll just do it myself. Um, but sometimes it can take you out of your zone of genius and put you somewhere else where you don't really need to be. So, you know, you have to kind of look at yourself and see, you know, am I happy with this? Am I... Am I going where I want to with my dance or my business? And if you still are, then great. But if you find that you're getting, you know, zigzag in all these various directions because you're trying to learn, um, I don't know, editing uh, and and all sorts of online applications whilst um, doing doing your dancing as well, well, then you might have to to look at outsourcing as a way to kind of keep you on the right path. Yeah, and I think also another hurdle to go finding the the right person to outsource things to is like hiring somebody is like a lot of work. Trying to yeah, yeah do like you have to really make sure that the person knows what you're doing or what you want them to be doing. And um yeah, so I know that takes like a few tries as well. But if you hire the right person, then you can kind of trust them to do the work and it should be a good outsourcing yeah and, and on that if I can say a word about counting because I've, I've heard a lot of dancers who told me that their accountant doesn't take them serious uh because they think that I don't know it's it's just a hobby or whatever um and I think it's it's essential that you find people that you know um you feel you can work with you know that you feel comfortable with that you can pick up the phone to and that you can um talk to you know whenever you need because if 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 not then they're not the right person to get that work from you because at the end of the day you're paying them so you're their boss so uh it's 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 crucial finding the right person and yes that can take a bit of time uh and guess what i'm going to say network and community is sometimes the best way of finding these people uh so asking around and and seeing what other people may be in the community and these are often local people and that's why it's crucial to to maybe have that local network as well um and and make sure you you find the right person maybe not in the first go but definitely in the second or the third and anything you are currently working on that you want to share with us Yes. Oh God, uh, <laughs> I'm working on so many projects. Uh, I've got I've got two things um, that I'm launching this autumn, and one of them is actually all about dance community. Uh, I am um, launching a monthly London-based dance event aimed at developing more of a dance community in the area. Uh, and uh, we're going to be doing that by offering taster workshops with different teachers, creating a performance platform for beginners as well as professional dancers, and then there's going to be different networking opportunities as well as some shopping because we know we all like that. Um, and uh, we're going to be hosting the first one on the 16th of September. 
in South London. I'm just finalizing the last details, so I can't reveal too much. But uh, people can keep a lookout on social media or they can sign up to my email newsletter to stay informed and the easiest way to do that is via my website which is ishtadance.com uh, and another thing uh, I'm uh, very excited about is that I'm relaunching uh, my online learning course this autumn um, now I I been doing my advanced your dance online for a little while uh, and uh, I'm going to be doing it again this autumn uh, in a new interactive uh, format and uh, I'm quite excited about this I've, I've been trying to find out uh, new ways of delivering material and making the learning process better because I'm a very strong believer that you know individual feedback and attention is essential if you want the the best possible uh, learning um, so again that's something I'm going to be launching probably in a month's time or so so it will all be on my website or people can uh, sign up to my newsletter because I am going to be doing um, come first places as well as uh, some scholarships for that uh, and again that's ishtadance.com forward slash online Thank you so much for that um, for those tips and I'll be posting the link as well on the episode on the notes so people can go directly and check out your classes and your upcoming London events I'm excited for that I might be in London actually in the fall so we'll have to talk about that so yeah. hopefully I'll be able to coordinate it with one of your times thank you so much Dorte and thanks everybody for listening and until next week bye